He could easily have ridden to the coast and found a ship bound for Ravenna. Once there it was a short walk from the port to the villa, straight through the gates and into his mother's arms. A month ago he had not felt able to read the letters. He'd taken a cursory look at them, then locked them in his hard wood box. But he was feeling better now, drinking less, sleeping more, and his habitual optimism was returning. He had already done three years in the army, only two left. Surely the worst was past. With assignments like this one, he was confident he could make it. Half an hour later, the letters had been read, and the merchant had gone inside. Simo came out to ask whether Cassius was ready for his dinner. After informing the proprietor that he was, the Gaul joined his master. Where's Indivara? With Patch. The cook found some carrots for him. I swear you two spend more time looking after that bloody mule than the other three horses put together. Simo fanned himself with his hand. Though the sun had set, it was humid and warm. We've got all the luggage upstairs, thou sir. Very convenient, what with the stables, thou Klaus. Good choice, this place, said Cassius, holding up his glass. Wine's decent, too. Simo glanced at the letters. In times past, Cassius reckoned he would have asked about them, but the attendant was clearly wary of taking a risk with his master these days. Cassius didn't regret what had happened. He felt it had been justified. But he wanted no more reminders of Arabia. He wanted things the way they were. I read them properly, at last. Simo turned to him, ready to listen. It seemed like an age since they'd last discussed each other's families. Father seems very excited about the Cyrenica affair. He's had senators and magistrates coming up to him, asking how I tracked down the man who killed Mamor. He must be very proud, sir, and rather surprised, I should imagine. I didn't tell him about it. Cassius moved the jug towards Simo. I don't really tell them all that much. To spare their feelings, sir, the attendant poured himself a little wine. My mother's, especially. Mine too, in a way. I find I can't write it down, it just all seems too much. I suppose if I saw them face to face, I might be able to speak of it. You must be due some leave, sir. Do you never think of a, a brief trip home? <laughs> I couldn't do it, Simon. Once there, I, I don't think I could bring myself to leave. The Gaul brushed his thick black hair away from his eyes. You need a proper haircut. We'll start your allowance up again. Take your first months from what we have. Oh, thank you, sir. H how is your father? Oh, some trouble with his eyes. He seems to think he's going blind in one of them. But his estates are earning well. His other concerns, too. My eldest sister has had her second child, after another miscarriage. A boy. Father's very happy about that, of course. And your mother, sir, 
She wrote of day-to-day things, the family, the house, asking if I'm eating properly, if I have enough clothes, can she send me anything? Simo smiled. There was such an excess of trivialities that she clearly could not say what she really wished to. I don't know what she imagines I did before, but I would guess this talk of Serenica has reached her. I suppose she must be very worried. She wrote that the great gods were watching over me. She wrote it three times, actually. Would you like me to take out your figurines, sir? We we could display them in the room, if we're to be here for a while. Yes, do that. Cassius looked at the sea again. Sometimes I wish I had carvings of my family instead.